Hey y'all, welcome to a special top five edition of both Soap Dish Salem Style and Soap Dish Port Charles Style because this episode will be dropping on both podcast feeds. In honor of the Easter holiday, we are doing a top five this week and we decided to do our top five grievances. These are the top five things we will die mad about for the rest of time. And joining me today are Dylan, Nick, Michael, and Ariat. Say hello. Hey y'all. Hey guys. Hi. Hello, and I'm going to give y'all two names since we're dropping this on two day- days. Um, also known as Charlotte Flair Apologist, and also known as Hate Roberts Brady. <laughs> <laughs> well, alrighty then. Kicking us off will be Nick. What is your number five? My number five is General Hospital destroying the Quartermain family. Um, it was happening when I was watching, it was happening in in that moment because I was a new viewer. It was, oh, hold on, hold on, Tony. Did you tell them what the top five is? Yes, yeah, oh, okay, never mind. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, in that moment, it was compelling to watch, but in hindsight, it was very bad. It hurt the show, um, and it still hurts the show, like. We that Christmas episode that everybody talked about, and they were like, "Oh my God, is that like a Quartermain Christmas?" And I was watching them like, "These people aren't fucking Quartermains. Like, <laughs> this is not the Quartermain family. This these people don't have the same energy." And Dylan reminded me, you can't just put people in those places because those archetypes are very specific, like killing off Emily Quartermain, killing off AJ Quartermain twice, and we're stuck with Michael. Why? Yes, they yeah, killed they killed twice. him twice. <laughs> Like the show has never recovered from that, and hell, killing off Justice Ward that still pissed me off. The way they did that too. Yep. Stuffing his ass in a trunk. Who who killed him? Some rival mob boss of Sunny, if I remember. Okay, long as it was Sunny, I'm okay. (laughs) No, he worked for Sunny at the time. I was, as long as Sunny didn't do it, I'm in the clear. Okay. <laughs> My heart dropped. The cues are a shell of themselves. And them being a shell of themselves makes the show a shell of itself. Because they were such a large part of the show's identity. And I'll never forgive Brian Franz, Jill Farron Phelps, or Ann Sweeney. I think she's she was the former head of Disney at the time. For doing that, it was unnecessary. How you gonna add her and you didn't know? (laughs) It was unnecessary. (laughs) No, she she was there at the time it happened. I know that for a fact. But yeah, destroying the she's destroying the quartermans. Fuck y'all. All All right, Dylan, what's number five for you? Uh, My number five is from Days, and it is Swamp Rats Resurrection. Oh, damn. <laughs> Her conception was trash, too. Turn her up! <laughs> she should have stayed down deep in the dirt in the bayou because nothing good came from resurrecting her. She hasn't been on screen since the day before forever, and the fact that she is somewhere existing pisses me off. It just, <laughs> it does. And fucking and- her cousin. Uncle. <laughs> Ew! Don't, don't elaborate. <laughs> Did he lie though? It, right? 
Right. Why are you booing me? <laughs> and it's not like the and that's not like the boat fan in me. I just genuinely despised Chelsea. I did not like her. I did not like her stories. I did not like her pairings. And she killed Zach. So like I don't I, I don't ever need to see her again. And I will never, ever, 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 ever forgive them in this life or the next for bringing her back. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. I co-signed that drug with you, especially uh, that grudge with you, especially after seeing how she was conceived. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, Pathetic no, okay. all around. So, uh... No, there is no to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> everything about that was trash. Like I, I everything elaborate, but that would take all day. But she I been, see your point. She's been trash since oh, I'm not gonna say that. I'm just <laughs> I, I was gonna say something, but I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice today. T- tomorrow is a holy day, so <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I'm just swamp rat should have stayed in the bayou. All right. All right. What is number five for you? Um, I guess my number five is from Sunset Beach. And it's where um, Mark was killed off in Terror Island by Ben's evil twin. And no, it didn't, it didn't affect the show. But as a kid, seeing that, it just hurt my feelings because it was such a like all around nice guy. And whenever those get killed on like TV shows, that breaks my heart. And I never got over his death. So when whenever I binge that story, I never look forward to that part because it was just it was an unnecessary death to me. So I never got the point of it. But yeah, that is something I I cannot go get over. Maybe it's because I was a kid watching at the time and got heartbroken. But yeah, that's my number five. All right, Michael, what's number five for you? Okay, guys, bear with me. I'm raw dodging this list. Oh, Lord. You just had to say that on air. (laughs) Nasty. You can edit it out. That's why we have an editor. We're keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so for this top five grievances, when I heard grievances, my mind automatically hurt the fuck up because I heard top five moments to bitch about. <laughs> so my number five, I'm just gonna reach on out there like Diana Ross and say, when John and Marlena came back from their fucking honeymoon and their children were old enough for, to file for taxes. <laughs> that was the weirdest case of sore-assing before pissed, until EJ showed up. It pissed 12-year-old meat off watching the John Lena thread. Oh, it pissed me off. I was like, oh, John and Marlena going to raise their kids together. We're going to finally see them together having a family. The family was damn near out the door when they got back from the fucking honeymoon. Yeah, they, they were they were ring bearer and flower girl at the wedding in July. And, they and come honestly, from home. From their hun- they come home from their honeymoon in like August, September, and Bella's 14. And honestly, truly, Wait. <laughs> the, only, the only reason they saw Raz EJ the way they did 
is because how the fuck they was going to explain how Brady and EJ and Bell was all fucking playing together. <laughs> they fucking sore at. I'm weary. We can't go back now. This yeah. is why I'm an advocate for not sore and folks no more. Because that shit... Y'all talk about EJ. But coming home and Bell was old enough for birth control pissed me off. It, it pissed me off. It wasn't fair and it wasn't right. And that is why it's my number five. I cannot disagree with you as much as I love Kirsten Storms' spell. I cannot disagree yeah, no with you. Shade to them. No shade to them at all. I just didn't like the idea of it. It wasn't right. Hell, we, because let's be real frank and honest. We never got to see John and Marlena really ways and Sammy, Eric, and Cam- Carrie. No, he fell off a cliff a month after they was born. Well, that was Roman. That was Roman, Roman. but J- John but raised them as Roman. Like six months after the wed- wedding? Uh, the, the, oh, yeah, Marlena blew up. Or... Yeah, because Marlena raised them as a single parent from 84 to 86. Then we kind of got them a little bit together for a while, but then there was a the time that Marlena was in the coma, then she woke up from the coma, they got married, and then by the end of 1986, she went boom and was gone for five years. And then by the time she came back, Roman came back and Isabella was there. So it was it was all a mess. We never actually got to see them hell, together. Eric was grown by the end. Not quite yet, but almost. Yeah, they were eight, but then you blink and they come back and they're fucking 16. Stop. Stop it. And not only that, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. But that, that is say- an ex- I say that the sky gonna fall for everybody, so never mind. <laughs> now I'm wow. curious. <laughs> you can tell. That. I was gonna say you could tell us off air. Meanwhile, we'll head on over to my number five, which is um, I have got a serious bone to pick with the general hospital wardrobe department, particularly the per- whoever <laughs> it is in charge of dressing Maxie, oh, yeah. because um, she used to be one of the most stylish women on the show. And then Kirsten Storms had a child and y'all lost your mind and didn't know how to dress her anymore. And I don't understand because y'all make Maxie look frumpy and big and she's neither of those things. You just don't know how to dress a woman with actual curves. It's not a size two. And I will forever be mad at the fashion trajectory that Maxie has taken because it is so sad. Do better. Y'all need to do better because this just is not it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What's number four for you? Uh, my number four is from Days. And it's, sorry, Tony, it's the Weston clan. Everything about them pisses me off because they compromise every part of the canvas to make them work. From that pairing to the family unit. Everybody feeling sympathy for Ben fucking Weston never sat right with me. It will always disturb my soul. Everybody giving him a pass. Everybody forgiving him even when he was actively doing terrible things after he was supposedly redeemed. Um, Clyde. Roman even considering giving him a job was bad enough. But the fact that y'all left him out long enough 
First of all, Ben gave him a place to stay, then left his ass and left him. Oh, I hate these people. Uh, <laughs> Let's calm down, shall we? With reason too. Clyde was out long enough, played around with uh Nancy long enough to kill Abigail Devereaux after his son drove her to insanity. She was finally getting her life back on track after all the shit she had been through. And then you kill her. And then stab her cousin. Like, like <laughs> the, the, same, the husband of the man who your son tried to kill. Like, so much BS happened with that family and I will never be over it. I will never be okay with it. I don't like them. They are a stain on the existence of this show. And I will die mad about what they did to make those characters work. Fuck them. Fuck them all. The only one worth a damn was Jordan. Amen. Fuck them. <laughs> all right, Dylan, what is number four for you? Um, For my number four, we are heading to Port Charles. And it is Sean Butler's 2015 exit story. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's my number two. <laughs> Not you uh, telling. And it's a strike that from the record. Oh, I might swap it out now, but go ahead. I have said often, both on this podcast and on my timeline, that when you write a character of color, you have to write them from a place of care and consideration for the fact that they are indeed a character of color. And Sean's exit was one of those situations where General Hospital absolutely did not do that. And as a result, it pissed me the fuck off. And I was not the only one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was. Ron's. Because <laughs> <to send laughs> he did it again. <laughs> yeah, okay, that part. Um, they sent an innocent black man to prison which is bad enough but they sent an innocent black man to prison for the crime of a rich white man and then on top of that they had several of these so-called good white folks in port charles hello mayor collins how are you i see you girl impeached <laughs> impeached on the canvas at the time I've been told y'all ass they need to recall Laura. I've been told. Yeah, but your reasonings were not this good. Like they had them on the canvas at the time, aware that I this man was innocent. Man. And they just all went about their lives and let him rot. And it was just the absolute wrong choice to make on so many different levels. And it was a slap in the face for a lot of black viewers. And we dragged that shit to the Deaths for years, and when they brought him back, mm. they brought him back. They made a clumsy, half-ass attempt to rectify that story, and they still ignored the racial implications of it. And they tried to either absolve people via bullshit flashbacks that never happened, never happened, or simply by ignoring their complicity completely. And it just, it was hollow. It was unsatisfying. It was infuriating. It was unnecessary. And to top it off, what makes it particularly egregious is that if they were dead set on sending Sean to prison, he was doing illegal shit. 
Yep. He could have went to prison for his crime, but they didn't do that. That's not the story that they chose to tell. And in the story that they chose to tell, they they chose to be offensive. They chose to be insensitive. They chose to throw to compromise other characters, and it it was just bad all the way around. I'm never going to get over it. I'm never taking my foot off their neck. They can kiss the blackest part of my ass because it was unnecessary. That part. I don't quite know how to follow that up. Good <laughs> luck to Ariet. What is your number four? That's so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> you know she was having a hard time. I'm not able to meet that thing. <laughs> like my number four is is not in the, uh, even on the same caliber, but oh, it's a day's one, and it's the show's insistence of bringing back fan favorites and doing some fucked up shit in the process, or oh. a blink and you miss them type of thing. Mm. Like it's either some really annoying things that will just piss you off or they take it to such an extreme level that you wish you never you never wanted them to come back like for instance yes i'm gonna name philip but if we just look on current days a lot of people are not enjoying bow and hope's return and while i personally don't have major issues with it i see the problem and i wish the show would stop because i have a thought on that i go ahead <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> i'm sorry I'm just, i was just thinking out loud i'm sorry no it's fine I, I... Like... this isn't a daddy's pot never mind <laughs> <laughs> like it just it, it feels like it just feels unnecessary and waste of time because a lot of people return, have returned for Bo and Hope specifically, like including Dylan's mom. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Rhonda brought discord and disharmony into my house, y'all. Because <laughs> when I tell you that, and I am like that fitty meme. Like, what's it? She is so mad at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what's it? What's it fuck me for? I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan. I, I would tell you they were coming back. I, I have. You're just the messenger. <laughs> but like, my bad. <laughs> like, th- that's. Proving my point, like a lot of people who have not watched maybe for years or decades return specifically for these characters and are met with bullshit. And then a lot of people, like let's take Philip, a lot of people actually campaign and were met with bullshit writing. Like, what's the point? Stop insisting on bringing fan favorites back if you don't have a long term. Plan. It's fucking exhausting. I, this one, I don't have an issue with it entirely, but I see it. I see why people are fucking pissed off. And it's probably going to get to a point where I'm there with them. Stop doing this if you cannot, cannot do it well. And that's my number four. All right, Michael, what's number four for you? My number four. Okay. 
it's a tie, but not really a tie because it ties together. All oh, we're we're going over to CBS, folks. All the time that Hunter Tylo's fucking Dr. Taylor Hayes put Brooke Logan's man. And then all the times that she moved the fuck on and Rich fucking came back and bothered our fucking peace. <laughs> and that is my number four. I'm not going into that one. Because I ran and rave like a lunatic. <laughs> All right. Well, my number four in that case, we are heading on over to Salem and going a bit in the way back machine. This is an old grudge that I have, but it is one that I will not be able to let go well, of. I've been 30 years for mine. So, hey. <laughs> I don't understand how this happened. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even thought about the end. So, but the downfall it. of Jack and Jennifer after their wedding in 1991, up until the point where Jack left in 1993 is honestly and truly one of the biggest grudges that I have because I just don't understand where it all went wrong and why we went so far downhill so fast. They had such a beautiful buildup. Everything was so good. And honestly, one of the more watchable parts of both 1989 and 1990 as a whole. And then literally we went to hell on their Hollywood honeymoon and we never quite came all the way back. And that is just something that I will forever be bitter about because I fell in love with them so hard and so fast and they just fucked it up royally and I just will forever be confused. You and that is my number four. About that? You well, know what pisses me off about that? We're 30 minutes from Hollywood and we can never get a Hollywood honeymoon again. Days mm, mm, mm. is broke. That's on my list. Oh, they but that. Oh. But that is definitely my number four. Nick, what is your number three? I didn't want to do this, but I've gotten here with this particular character in Days of Our Lives. Y'all know Whoa, who it is. I'm catch a strike. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Roman Brady. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Come oh, on down, sir. Because oh. you have just been lackluster and yeah and Greg Vaughn is an amazing actor but they didn't put any thought or effort into Eric Brady as a character I didn't need him having an entire life off screen because we don't want to see that we want to see it play out but you could have at least had some threads that we could have picked up on like instead of him having an ex-girlfriend that had fucking elephants in uh, Africa with fake diamonds in the bottom, why didn't he just have an ex-girlfriend that he left, that he broke up with before he went to the priesthood? In why hindsight, does... that story was terrible. It was... In hindsight, it was terrible when it aired. <laughs> <laughs> why? That storyline was always terrible. You were just too blinded by shipper goggles to see it. Why... Did he not have his own gallery that maybe he gave up for the priesthood for whatever reason? Why did he just become a priest? That's it? That's all he did? That's it? And now, you, it was so terrible that Greg Vaughn left. He quit the show. Then you bring him back, and you're writing Eric like a 22-year-old. You're 50, sir! You ain't got a 
pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of and you're running around town acting like an idiot. I am tired. I don't like this character no more. I don't like him. I hate I hate him. I hate him the way I hate J.J. Devereaux now. I do not like Eric. Eric Brady is a loser. He's pathetic. It's not compelling. And that's what bothers me. Greg Vaughn can act his ass off. The best thing they had Eric do since he came back was kill Daniel Jonas. Outside of that, he's been a waste of damn space. How are you Sammy's twin and you're this terrible? Be real. Y'all give that number. All right. Dylan, what's your number four? Um, my number Y'all are four. making a lot of interesting points today. Wait, this three. This three. <laughs> it's number three. <laughs> three. I'm number sorry. Three. Yeah, We're at uh, number okay. three. Um, my, my number three actually continues on from my number two. And for this one, we're going to Days of Our Lives. And y'all can once again kiss the blackest part of my ass because Uh-oh. the mistreatment of Theo Carver. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! It was unnecessary. It was disrespectful. It was degrading. It was it was trash. Flaming hot fucking garbage all the way around. And it's like I have adored Abe and Lexi's baby boy since the day he was born. Like that's that's been my little dude. And being both black and autistic myself, that's a character that I relate to on a personal level and a character that I appreciate having around as representation. And I also really have enjoyed both, all of the actors, because like little Theo was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Ransom Jr., he was so good. Yes, he was so good. Can they he bring was, him back? He was so he good. Old he was so cute. Now, right? <laughs> <laughs> And like I like Kyler, I I I enjoyed Cameron. Like I've enjoyed the actors that they've had playing Theo and the different sides yeah, to Theo that camera. we've gotten. And like all of that being said, as long as Ron is the head writer, I never want Theo to step a pinky toe back in Salem for longer than a quick family high and by. Well, you you didn't make it any better by having us go down memory lane, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> now I would like to see him. No, mm-mm. the way that he was reduced to a prop and thrown to the wood, the wolves, and that bullshit amnesia story. Oh, that will just never sit right with me. And I will never trust my fave at the mercy of Ron's poison pen again. And I miss him, and his absence is glaring. And under different circumstances, I, I would be like, circulating a change.org position to bring Theo Carver back. <laughs> but with this writer and <laughs> that's my baby. Y'all don't understand. But like with this writer and and with certain people in this audience and with the proven lack of care and consideration for Theo, I'm just real good with him living his best life off screen and out of harm's way but make no mistake i am pissed off about it i will never be happy about it i will never be okay with it and a lot of people can get in line and pucker the fuck up 
kiss the blackest part of my ass. That storyline lives in delusion land for me. I have to see it in my own view. That's how I cope with it. That's how I legit have to cope with it. I rewrite the story myself. They beat me into submission with that. Like I was like, maybe, maybe we could. No. Because fuck I mean, man. like you, you know, and the thing is, like, I wasn't even on board for like a romantic pairing with him and see. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie, I was not on that. That, that I was not on that road. Um, <laughs> but I. Love... Now, why, now why did I kiss <laughs> <laughs> But I loved their friendship. Yeah. And Ron has fucked it up so badly. I don't even want them to. I, it I could have been so different. I, mm. Mm. It was just unnecessary and it was unneeded and it was just disrespectful. As fuck. That could have been Theo a is a unicorn. Do you know how rare it is to have a black legacy character in daytime? But I don't. They cut off their nose to spite their face because do they not know that could have been a triangle that lasted up? good decade if they fucking wanted it to. My thing was like, you had no intention of writing a triangle, so why are we here? And thank you. Why did you waste everyone's time? Like, you had no intention of writing a triangle, so you didn't have to throw him under the bus the way that you did. And it kind of pisses me off, because the actor that plays Theo, and what's her face, has chemistry as well. But like, my, I'm, I'm a uh, Theo fan First and like the way that he was done is j- it, mm. kiss my oh, ass. Ben Weston's fault. Honestly, Ooh, just kiss my ass. Let me. <laughs> All right, it's getting my blood pressure up again. It's getting my blood pressure about it. Right, I am. I am back. If you sit it all down, who does it go to? The necktie killer. Hey, I, I, I'm just being <laughs> be as mad as you fucking want to be. You can't whoop my ass. Thank you. It, it's the truth. You can't beat because me up. Because let's be so. real fucking frank. If they wasn't trying to pimp up Ben and make us forget that he fucking killed people, they probably would have actually made this a fucking triangle. I don't but know I that they would I have because I... I don't know that they would have because I don't think the show has ever Tony, been invested. Tony. No, 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 no. In Tony's defense, when Theo and Sierra were together the first time, they had her dump him for chat. Exactly. I don't, I don't Which think, tells okay. me all I need to know about what they thought their, they, friend, their relationship yeah, they was. Okay. Unfortunately, they but don't think Sierra of Theo was that way. 17. Yeah, like that's, that's that. fine. That's all fine and dandy. Now you explain to me why they why they fucked their friendship up the way that they did. That's what know I that that's what I'm been invested in explain that, that. from the time they I were can't little. explain that, and I'm not going to try to, because that's been something that pissed me off about that story as well. I'm and, just and, saying and, I don't know if the triangle would ever happen because I don't know if ten four hats. Let me put on that ten four hat now. <clears throat> By fucking up their friendship, you fucked up any other, t- any, any thread of doubt that Theo and C- Sierra could ever find their way back to each other. AKA, we're benefiting Ben again. I'm going to take my head off now. Yeah, there's no coming back from that at all. Like, I'm, I'm honestly pissed off that he's with Claire. 
Because oh. oh. that, mm. honestly, I, I told you he should have pushed her ass off that plane. He should have pushed her off the plane. Y'all want y'all want him to be Stefano's grandson? Push the to, bitch off the to plane. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I ain't never rolled with Clarence, <laughs> and I keep and I keep that honest. But what I never really, <laughs> but what really pissed me off was having Claire go up for Ben the way that she did. Okay, cool. You like that white man? You can suck his dick because you ain't getting nowhere near mine. It's just that simple. I don't fuck with shit like that. <laughs> like, because let's be fair, if Claire was a real friend to Theo, she would have stayed the fuck out of it. Or she would have made sure he didn't get humiliated. Yeah, having, in front of having, his having, friends. Having him walk the fuck out of it. Having him walk down that aisle knowing she was the one under that veil she could she could have ran she could have took him away from the church instead of having him be humiliated like that like i don't like what with with friends like that who the hell needs enemies y'all ain't friends and it all just goes back to they don't value theo they don't respect the character they don't respect his lineage they don't respect his place on the canvas and i'd as long as that's the case i don't need i i don't want my faith back there I don't. I don't. All right. All right. What's number three for you? I have to say, Dylan, another good one. My number three is the show not focusing enough on the next generation while simultaneously um, ending up tarnishing them at the same time. Um, the show being Days? Yes. Sorry. I forgot to mention the show. Days, obviously. Uh, Like... It just, it's very obvious that they don't focus enough on the younger generation or young-ish, if we're going to be that specific. Or, or the next generation. Yeah, pretty much. Um, It's a very vet-heavy show, which, fine, I get it. Like, these are the characters that, that's been around forever. But... <laughs> I'm going to be blunt. They're not going to be around forever. Like, Thank they have you. A... <laughs> Some of them have like 15 years at most. The show might not, but like. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> let, let's be serious. Like these characters, some of the actors might want to retire. And then what? You You end up with a show. Where the next generation has either been tarnished, like look at Sean and Bell. They're basically at this point irrelevant characters when they 15, 20 years ago were built up to be the leads of this next generation. And then you have John and Marlena's kids, like as a whole, most of them on screen are just trash, which basically follows Nick's number four i think or three it just it's just frustrating because there's a lot of potential with a lot of these characters the next generation currently on the show the the younger characters like if you're not going to build on them what are you going to end up with when these older characters either pass that collection plate aria pass it (laughs) Like if they either like the actors either retire or die. Come on. Like mm-mm. preaching y'all. 
I'm just I'm just at this point where yeah, I love the vets. I respect the vet, uh, veteran characters. I enjoy some couples. I love some, but but at this point, they're better off better off supporting because y'all need to build the fucking show up again. Because, whew, if this is the way the show is gonna continue, y'all y'all are not being y'all are not worth being renewed a second time. Mm-mm. Build up the next generation again if you you're. If you have the range, which I don't trust Ron has, but still. Like... <clears throat> anyway, <throat> that is my number three. All right, Michael, what is number three for you? Number three for me is them bitches at days for killing off Laura Horton. Thank you. I'm shocked that's only your number three. <laughs> I have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> and y'all ain't you know they serious. Oh y'all know how I love my Laura Horton. And what really pisses me off is we're going to sit here and just act like Gwen is a viable person. They to put her in the paper. She's a viable love interest. But I'm here to tell y'all Gwen Rice checks Miss has blood on her hands. Blood, <laughs> blood, blood on her hands. <clears throat> killed Laura. And I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked that she didn't have something to do with Abigail dying too. I know they said it was Clyde, but I I feel it in my bones that bitch has something to do with it too. Ugh. But that's my number three. Sorry about that. That's okay. My number three, we are segueing back over to Port Charles and um, I have an issue with whoever in the writer's room has destroyed Chase in Brooklyn and turned this never-ending saga of Chase Got Talent into the never ending story because I'm tired (laughs) Chase of of Brooklyn had so much potential like there was chemistry there was build up they actually get together they were finally together and happy and not five seconds later y'all fuck it up by making him a singer and you're just why did you do this I will never understand why you did this Nobody asked for this. Nobody cared about this. Nobody gave a crap about Link. Nobody asked for you to tell a Me Too story in the music industry with a character that nobody gives two fucks about. And nobody asked you to sacrifice one of your really popular pairings, which, by the way, you don't have many of. So I don't understand why you are choosing to shit on a fan base that was actually pretty, pretty popular before they even get off the ground. I don't understand. Tony said Falco <laughs> was at the nurse's ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I, I, was, I was over it not too long after it started, but the thing that sent me over the edge and put this on my permanent grudge list was that fucking Christmas song. Okay, that Christmas song was ass. <laughs> oh, it was the worst Christmas for everybody. Like it, it, it had me wishing for dead baby Christmas again. That's how bad it was. I wanted the stage to collapse. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what was <laughs> Look, I need to talk about hook or by crook. But, <laughs> oh, 
What was really pissing me off was everybody in the audience acting like it was good. That's <laughs> and all, and all the comments that came later, like this is this is not good. This is not good at all. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that is my number three, Nick. What is your number two? Well, um, oh lord, I- I'm expanding on Michael's last one. Um, Days of Our Lives. Randomly killing off Hortons for the worst, most ill-conceived shit ever. And you know why this pisses me off? I wasn't even because now I gotta be nice to you for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I wasn't even watching when these characters were front and center, but I know for a fact the first. 10 to 20 years of this show these characters put this show on the map from Bill and Laura Horton in their triangle with Mickey to David oh, Uncle Mickey. to David Banning being the second child born on screen and David Banning being the first version of Will Horton and Julie being the first version of Sammy if there was no Julie and David there would have been no Will and Sammy you killed off iconic characters for nothing when you could have gotten miles of story out of their returns and reintegrating them into the canvas. You killed off David to introduce his son. That makes sense. Really. Dina Higley, I don't hate her, but that was dumb as hell. Like, why the hell? Y'all done wrote Kate the fuck out of the mayor and shit. Now she don't got nobody to be with. Vivian in jail and Laura Day Like killing off Bill Horton for well, Doug's I, I anniversary? No, no, no. It it was the reason That's how for they it. did it and why <laughs> and they it was did it the, and when they yeah, did it. It was the reason yeah. for it. Okay, it, it was the reason for it. And then we don't even get to see anything on screen. We saw uh, them talking about it, and that's about it. Like everybody gets shipped off to Africa. Honestly, truly, Africa, the continent. <laughs> not Johannesburg. Not, not. <laughs> you know, they could have ran Bill being the dad, be the ass daddy into Bad. the ground. Like they, they really could have, because look at look at look. To do better for his great grandchildren. Or his grandkids. Like, they still well, need his, grand- his grandkids adults now. Yeah. After 20, <laughs> I, I personally feel like after 20, what more can you do? You can yeah. be there, but it's not going to be. Be supportive enough that your children will resent you for how you weren't supportive of them. That's what I would have preferred. Yeah. Um, like, as far as I'm concerned, Bill and Laura should have been brought back onto the show full-time, or at least recurring, when Alice passed away in 2010. It was the perfect... Because oh. the guy they had for recast build was so perfect. They should have done he, it. He was almost... He was a little too young, but I would have allowed it. They could have <laughs> ran back Kate, Laura, Bill again. Uh-huh. They... There was so much there. Like, I didn't need them driving story, but their, their presence on the show would have meant so much to the show overall but it's weird because now y'all still got uncle tommy old ass still just alive and well but like <laughs> uncle he's tommy, in the answer he's <laughs> in the answer but you killed off bill laura and david banning and david being there would have been a 
great considering you lost hope a few years ago. Yeah. Y'all don't think you had Eli. He had a whole family. Eli was an FBI agent when we met him. There was a story there. David was involved in the mob in the 80s. That's why him and Valerie didn't stay to, didn't get back together. That's why Abe and Val fell out. Again, there was story there and you just trashed it for some silly plot points. And of course, Laura, we know that was some bullshit. Michael talked about it. I don't need to talk about it again. But yeah, killing off Hortons at random, the co that's your core family. Don't do that. Just to introduce a fucking character. I'm not understanding that. That was so stupid. But yeah, that's my number two. Hey, Sarah. Uh, welcome back. I know you joined a little bit late, but do you want to kick us off with your number five, number four, and number three before we continue on with our number twos? Yes, I think all of mine might have already been said, but here we are. Um, my number five is Chelsea being Bo's kid. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the my. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is the hero treatment of Ben Weston. Fuck him. Yeah. My number that. three. <laughs> I do have a tie for my number three. The first one is the downfall of Shell on days fuck dina and whoever was involved in that and fuck run for perpetuating it and my other number three is why not killing off hillary fuck mm. them over there hillary so that's <laughs> all right well you, you basically touched on something that every one of us has touched on throughout this podcast not I love hillary. That. Well, I, I give Nick time. I'm sure that's showing up somewhere on his list. <laughs> Why am I in it? <laughs> so that's my five, four, and three. Okay. All right, Dylan, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is back over in Port Charles. And I am holding up my sign. I am in front of the town hall yelling for justice for Elizabeth Weber. Yeah. Amen. Like listen, I I I am honest enough to admit and mostly accept that sometimes I see it for my faves, but the show does not. And usually when that happens I can understand why. Like no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Usually when that's the case, I, I can understand why. But when it comes to Elizabeth, it doesn't make sense. And because it make, doesn't make sense, I can't quietly accept the way she's consistently pushed out of the limelight and into the background so that whatever man she happens to be paired with at the time can be the focus of stories that are supposed to be about her. And it's especially frustrating when it's Elizabeth's history or Elizabeth's mm. trauma used to drive story for some dude that just got here. Like Tom comes back and it's all about Franco. Her parents come on after literal decades of us begging. Begging for them to bring them to the campus and get into the mess that is their relationship and, and their family dynamic. And somehow, Good God. somehow they managed to make this about 
spin the flop in some woman we have never seen. Who? John McBain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's, uh, it's so. He's a mess. It's just, it's particularly baffling when you look at how popular and how talented Becky is. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why they don't seem to value the actress or the character or the fan base that she has. It just, it, none of it makes any sense. And I, that's why it's so difficult for me to accept and so hard for me to like get over. Elizabeth deserves better. Becky deserves better. Her fans deserve better. And while I have given up hope that we're ever actually going to get it, I'm never going to stop being mad about it. Ever. I. You would think that a, an actress that plays a character that's so popular that when you fired her, you had to rehire her because the fans were that pissed off. You would think, hey, maybe we got something here. Like, right? <laughs> it's just not, apparently it's just not clicking. What's not clicking? Right. <laughs> but then again, but it's like, okay. But then if that, if, if, if y'all don't see it for her, why do you use her to make every, Every guy that you want to pop, pop. That part. Every time. Is they know the fans will watch for her. That's they're 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 using her fan base to their own gains. But the fans would be happier if Elizabeth had a story actually about Elizabeth. Oh, one hundred percent. Like I do, and and the weird thing is, like I know we joke all the time that you have to be specific about what you ask for. That is literally what we ask for. <laughs> like there's no, <laughs> there's no misinterpreting what it is we ask for when it comes to Elizabeth. They just every time, every time they yank. So it's like Charlie Brown in the football. <laughs> They start out and we're like, ooh, Liz is getting a story. Liz has got a story. Oh, Liz has a story. And then, nope, Liz does not have a story. Not at all. Honestly, it's wishful thinking on our part. It is. And I and I put on my clown shoes every time because that's my girl. But I'm just, oh, oh I'm going to see y'all at the crossroads. Honestly, <laughs> truly, <laughs> this ain't fair and it ain't right. And that's, right. The, that's the worst part. They know exactly what we want, and they just—they <laughs> just don't give it to us at all. And, and they fake like they are every single yep. time, every time. I would not blame Beck. I would not blame Becky for ha- like for walking away because she deserves better than this. So much better. Than like this. I, I get a check is a check believe me i do but at some point is it really worth it that part all right all right what is number two for you so my number two is still days um and it goes back to 2005 and the way they handled mimi's abortion and everything that followed for her 
um, during that run or those last few years until she left? I remember that um, James E. Riley wrote this story because, like, shock value is what I read. It wasn't to be progressive. It wasn't to focus on Mimi. It was just for shock value. And it never really ended up being about her specifically. I mean, she did have a story about it. and But it ended up being used against her by Jan Spears. And she kept a secret like she kept this a secret from Rex and it just it never made sense to me of how they wrote this or actually it does if you factor in how conservative and uh, James E. Riley was and his Catholic extreme Catholic views which is fine if you're religious fine but if you're that religious this is not a topic you should be touching anyway exactly and it just uh, it just frustrating me to no end and then they kept adding stuff to quote-unquote punish Mimi for it because she found out a few months later that she could not she could not have babies anymore like she had like pelvic inflammatory disease or something and like it was that. a direct correlation from the scarring or something right yes it was because of the abortion that was what they said on screen and Fast forward um, a few months, Rex leaves. They had the whole story of her having to forgive herself. Like, it was just, it was just so fucking unnecessary. It was her body, her choice, you know? But they played it as such a sinful thing. And, like, she has to ask for forgiveness. And I was like, this show is fucking unreal. But it didn't stop there. Um, the next time Mimi got pregnant, she had a miscarriage. And the baby she actually managed to have, she gave up for adoption. Like, they kept piling things up on her that she ended up, like, like being a punching bag. And as a fan, I was like, this is so fucking unnecessary. But the way the abortion story specifically was handled... And again, showing 20 years later, the show has not fucking learned. They did not need to do that at all. And it's something I have not been able to get over since. That's my number two. All right, Sarah, what is number two for you? (laughs) My number two, I am taking back to Oakdale, Illinois, over there as the world turns. And... um. I don't remember all the details, but I remember just being very upset and I continue to be very upset about this so many years after the show has been off air. But it's Casey and Maddie not being Endgame and Casey marrying Allison. I always found that very weird and their relationship made no sense to me. And I still harbor a grudge over that. Um, so yeah, that's my number two. All right, Michael, what's number two for you? Chad Namara. <laughs> <laughs> Again, shocked it's only number two. <laughs> so what's number one? Right? 
Chad, the mayor, you a bitch. You have been a thorn in my side. Honestly, you got on my nerves when you was with Melanie. I know I'm not supposed to mention her, Dylan, but I said it. Melanie. Please don't say it a third time. Well, like, in this instance, head. I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to show up like Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sorry. That got me. You have been a thorn in my side ever since you took Abigail's flower. And do you know why that pisses me off? Because Dr. Cameron Davis. Uh huh. We knew. So many, many times an ample opportunity to do that. But guess what? He respected Abigail's wishes because Abigail was in the Golden Circle Club in high school. And this is how you know this shit pisses me off because y'all know I don't remember details. (laughs) (laughs) He took Abigail's flower and he been a bitch ever since. Under false pretenses too because it was basically a sympathy fuck because she thought he was dying. Exactly. And you knew damn well you weren't fucking dying, bitch. You weren't dying. You just wanted some pussy. And you that's some pussy ass shit to do to lie to a woman like that. But anyways, you know all the fucking worst? All the worst is that she got her pregnant. Ever since those little fucking spawns have been around, I've known that Abigail will never leave your bitch ass now because Jack left her. I cannot. Oh. Fuck that man. <laughs> Fuck him. I wish his... Oh, my God. I cursed the day your parents laid down together. <laughs> your whole ass mammy should have swallowed your bitch ass. <laughs> my- right. Well... That's and we're only at number two. I'm terrified to see what his number one is, but I am going oh. to. I am going but to come in with the mayor is my number two. We know. <laughs> my number two. Again, I hold some old school grudges because this one is another one that confuses me to this day, and I I don't understand how Days of Our Lives could take one of their more popular super couples of the 80s and destroy them so spectacularly. And that was the destruction of Shane and Kim in 1990. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just literally, and again, it's another one of those things. Okay, like Shane and Kim were together and finally happy. And then the fucking ISA has to come knocking on the damn door and sends him on a mission. And he's presumed dead. Which, of course, this show being the show, he's not dead. He has amnesia and is living as a mountain man. Fucking terrible. Okay? Awful. So while Shane is presumed dead, Kim is grieving and there is this man who is involved in other stories but also has an odd attachment to her by the name of Cal Winters. What did that tell y'all about? (laughs) He's fucking (laughs) terrible fucking terrible and we hate him and he just oh it's so bad they literally have sex one time one time before Shane comes back and then not too long after that 
Shane gets his memory back, comes home. Shane and Kim are reunited. They make love. Then she finds out that she's pregnant. This is when she's pregnant with Teresa. But she doesn't know who the daddy is. And rather than coming clean with Shane about the circumstances by which she slept with Cal, she hides the entire thing. So that by the time Shane finds out that she's pregnant and it may not be his, he has a complete overreaction and Shane and Kimberly are just completely done. So every everything they've built up since they started in like 1985 was basically destroyed. And honestly, it took them like 20 years to get back on track. And the only saving grace out of this entire thing was that it was not Patsy Pease playing Kimberly at the time. Kim, uh, she had to leave for, I think she had like a, a health emergency or something. So they ended up having to do an emergency recast for like the real downfall of Shane and Kimberly, which I am grateful for because that storyline was so hard to take. It would have been so much worse if it had actually been Patsy Peace in the role. And I just, Shane and Kimberly were so good and they went to shit so fast. And I just am forever confused. And that is my number two. We've made it to our number ones. Nick, why don't you kick us off? What's number one for you? Um, so my number one is back in Salem. And um, it's just an aspect of days being committed to being supremely racist. But it's the devaluing and the dismantling of the Carver family in Abe Carver's 40th anniversary year. Um, James Reynolds is the longest running African-American actor on television. And Abe Carver has been around for four decades. And he has very little to show for it. Aside from Emmys, which a lot of your other leading men can't win from that generation. But Oops, they um, got it. Okay. You have this man who is a great actor, who's loyal as hell to this show, and has always been loyal to this show just here playing supporting for four decades you've had multiple opportunities and chances to build his family to bring them in you've had iconic actors like lynn hamilton bumper fucking robinson lark Voorhees, tammy townsend playing this man's family on screen these people would make so much noise if they came back to the show, even for a guest star role. You had it let's just, let's start here. It took Abe 20 something years to have a child on screen while Bo and Roman and Steve and John was busting nuts every three weeks and getting oh. kids across the canvas. Abe, it took Abe 20 damn years to have a child on campus. You got, you found lightning in the bottle with Renee Jones as Lexi Carver, because she played Nikki Wade before that with Abe, and I guess it didn't work. But you didn't use her so much that she retired from the genre, from the from the industry. She retired from acting. She didn't quit the show. She quit acting. Because y'all 
actively chose not to use her. Then, everybody always says, oh, we want to see more Abe and Nicole scenes. Oh, we want to see them again. But then you, you bring back Taylor Walker in 2011. Who the fuck asked for Taylor? We want Brandon. We want Nobody Brandon. asked for Taylor. We didn't want Taylor. <laughs> we didn't want Taylor the first time. We wanted Brandon. And then, Theo? Stefano Damaris, firstborn grandchild. You treat him like shit. Like like the ugly redheaded stepchild. You gave us a flimsy backstory for Lonnie. And instead of expanding on it, you come up with this bullshit ass retcon. So you can bring in a new character. And Paulina Price, played by Jack A. Harry. And literally take, you took Abe's entire family away from him the same year that James Reynolds celebrated his 40th anniversary on that show. And I will never forgive you for it. I will never respect you for it. You motherfuckers are a piece of shit. And you can all burn in hell. Well, that's it. <laughs> Kiss right. my ass. My goodness. Man. Well said. I've been holding that in. Oh, I hate I hate this show for that because it was all unnecessary. The That's some the, bad swears, The Carver should matter as much as the Hortons and the Bradys. They've been here too damn long. But we got we got four thousand Hernandezes at one at one point. We can't oh, even God, get God, all the Carvers on screen. Like, come on! Like y'all, y'all just, just, oh, just say your races and be and be upfront about it. Cause like y'all, how do you do a worse job than YNR? Please tell me. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> now how? Now how is Victor Newman in it? <laughs> like I've never seen it. Like how is worse than YNR? I don't. Let's, get, I've let's, I've never thought I'd see that. Calm down. Calm down. Let's <laughs> Woo, woo, woo. But yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> that is a great number one. Today. <laughs> what'd you Dylan, say? what's your number one? <laughs> you had the worst outburst today. Never, <laughs> in, never in my wildest dreams. Have, I didn't even say nothing that bad. We haven't gotten to your number one yes, yet. Who right? knows what's coming? Hell, and I didn't even talk about how y'all treated Eli and Lonnie as a whole. Oh, fuck the show. Fuck the show. Wait for it. I've got one for number one. <laughs> All right. Dylan, what is your number one? Um, It's funny that you mentioned YNR. Oh, goodness. Get up. <laughs> because my number one, and I'm about to hurt some of y'all's feelings, is the way that they treat Black characters over there. And the way that everybody watches this show and pretends that you don't see the direction that they're taking the Winters family in. Y'all are going to tell me that y'all are watching this show and you 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 just don't notice that everybody is moving like it's a Kenya Barris production? You, They went out of their fucking way and literally around the world. To make sure that Devon's child was with a white woman. I'm just going to say it. 
that's what that was. Lily's children are with the white man. When Moses hit the scene, they could have taken that as an opportunity to build up a a teen scene anchored with him and Faith, put in some characters of they didn't do that. They, they here's your white girl, Moses. They have currently dogging out Elena for Victoria. Oh, wait, Victor, what's Victoria? White. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the reason I, I, YNR is still cashing the checks that the Drew and Malcolm and Neil and Olivia Wad wrote for them. And I think what they fail to acknowledge is that part of the reason that particular set of characters resonated so much with Black viewers is because they were very authentic depictions of Blackness. The culture was present. And even with that, like, they were very careful to keep them somewhat islanded. I will never forget... um, Soap Opera Digest used to do a series on race and soap operas. And they were specifically, YNR was specifically asked about Neil Winters and why it seemed like there were no Black Victor Newmans or Eric Keynes or Adam Chandlers. And the answer that was given was, well, we have Neil waiting in the wings to, you know, ascend to that type of power. Neil never got out them damn wings. Ever. And don't tell me that they didn't have time to do it because they did. They well, have no problem bringing in white men as power players. But- Tucker McCall showed up a billionaire. Like, there was, there was, no, <laughs> there was no waiting. I, I, it's very deliberate the way that they... Uh, Michelle Morgan won y'all an Emmy and you shit all over her. She made history for y'all. And look what she got for it. Portia's story came in and did such a great job that she was nominated for an Emmy. Where is she? And it's it's deliberate. And I'm not going to pretend that I don't see it. Like they are deliberately dismantling the only black family that they have on that canvas. And it pisses me off and it pisses me off how complacent people are about it. I just, we got beef. It's a problem. It's a problem. And it it's, it, it's intentional. And I just want, I just want people to acknowledge that it's intentional because you don't make that that many decisions like that uh, across multiple regimes by happenstance. Yes. Seriously, fuck y'all. Truly. 
fuck your mammies, fuck your grandmammies, fuck your descendants and your ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> well, all righty then. Um, Sarah, what's your number one? Well, I was going to also choose um, <laughs> Nick's number one, but he he articulated much better than I could have ever. So I'm going to pick my other number one. And my number one is over there in Landview. I think it's Landview. One like to live is Landview, right? Yes. yes. Um, and it is Robert Ford being Jessica's baby daddy. Ooh. Ooh. You mean Ben Weston 1.0? That's the oh. one. I said it and I meant it because it's the truth. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. Um, <laughs> I, I feel unsafe. I feel unsafe. I'm, I'm just being real. I don't know what Ron's obsession or fetish is with just problematic storylines. But there is no reason on God's green earth that an altered Jessica should have slept with Ford. Um, and altered in the... Like- in the in the way she was altered like she was not even mentally of legal age that that part uh there's there's just no reason first of all they should have slept together and unfortunately them sleeping together resulted in her pregnancy there were questions at some point of the paternity because just after that Jessica had, I forgot the term, but she had come back to her senses for a lack of Reintegrated. She had reintegrated. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. And she, her and Brody reunited. They slept together. So there was a question about the fraternity for like a split second. Um, post that, it was found that Ford is the baby father. And these people decided, yeah, let's enter into a relationship and make a go of it and have one big happy family. Fuck that. Oh, you're forgetting Ron, the part where, where he falls in love with her alter test. Because that part. when Jessica found out about Natalie and Brody, she completely lost it again. And Tess came out. And Tess and Ford ended up falling falling in love. And then when she reintegrated again after that, there were residual feelings there. Yeah. All of this to say, fuck Ron and his problematic writing. There's no reason that an altered Jessica should have consented. She couldn't consent, first of all, because she was altered. And even in her altered state, she was like a 16-year-old version of herself. So she was a minor. Um, and Ford already had a very problematic entry onto the canvas. He was a porn director, by the way, or porn producer for anyone who's not aware. Wait, was he? Uh, I thought that was Austin Reed's character. Or Austin. Wasn't it Ford? I'm pretty sure it was Ford. Ford was 
He was a producer. He was in the mix-up. He was a film producer. I I think that he was connected to that story. He was a film teacher. He was a teacher yeah, at was... the college. You're thinking of um, Austin Peck's character. You're confusing the two. Still way, a mess because wasn't was he still messing with either like a barely was, but... legal or not quite legal Langston? Yep. yep. He was still problematic. Either way, it was just a disgusting storyline. It should have never happened. Brody should have actually been the baby father, and I will stand on that. Um, and I guess we kind of got some justice because Robert died by chandelier. <laughs> um, so I guess, but no, it shouldn't have happened. Fuck Ron and his problematic writing. Fuck him and his weird fetish for DID storylines and consent. consent problems just no it is just fucking disgusting that's my number one all right all right what is number one for you speaking of ron's problematic writing my number one is lonnie on her knees begging for racist julie's heart oh shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah everybody calm down No, whoa, we're whoa. not gonna fucking no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel unsafe. <laughs> I, I really do. I, I I can send y'all pictures of the goosebumps. I'm my anxiety is through the roof. We need to. You haven't had your number one yet, so I know it's gonna. I'm gonna feel unsafe. <laughs> I, I've seen. I've been actually pretty good and tame this. Until we got to Chad, but yes. (laughs) Chad was relatively tame. Let's continue, (laughs) y'all. Was that not tame? Go ahead, Aria. My number one is Lonnie on her knees begging for Julie's heart. That was terrible. I have watched a lot of TV shows in my life. And this is one of the worst scenes I've seen, most degrading scenes I've ever seen. This wasn't even an even fight to begin with because they had already not focused on Lonnie to begin with. And you're kicking Lonnie while she's down and doing all of this, like the sheer disrespect towards Lonnie as a black woman, Sal as a black actress, and the black viewers, it, it's not something I I can overlook or get over because this was offensive, racist, and problematic as fuck. And this is something Ron and the writing team can, everyone involved, will catch fire for because this was fucking disgusting on every level. There's multiple Hortons she could have had. She could have had them begging. But no. You have a black woman on her knees. For, uh, for, for Julie, a racist. Uh-huh. That's what exactly. Of <laughs> okay. all people. Like, and then too, and then to top it off, like being a black woman and being on the timeline and getting almost gaslit by people Oof, trying to tell know. us. The, oh no! It was cool. It was cool. It was soapy. It was this. It was that. Like, oh, it's, gonna, oh. it's gonna elevate her. It's gonna. It's gonna. Yeah, ele- it's gonna ramp up this rivalry. And it, look, it never went. Elevate nothing. her where? 
it to was prison apparently like, to elevate her to prison off screen like how was it how was the or how was the fight even to begin with when they already showed that they did not care about Lonnie before that they did not focus on her they did not give her a story and now all of a sudden it's going to elevate her how is it how is it how was it going to elevate her when she was already down and then they had Lon, uh, Gabby kick her while she was down like it was some unnecessary bullshit and I don't understand how fans could excuse that but yeah that's my number one alright Michael what's number one for you I'm scared oh. <laughs> this should be interesting my number one grievance is to them bitches at ABC for <laughs> killing all my fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> and to them bitches for giving away the rights so they can make that shitty ass reboot. <laughs> Give me a moment. I wasn't sure and which one of the two was going to be your number one. And I know, I know it was bad. I'm looking at, I was a child. I'm looking at it through nostalgia goggles. I get it. It was bad. But it didn't deserve that. And now that I'm older, I'm slowly starting to see that it was a setup. It was a, it was something that hit us with the bullshit. So they can cancel it anyway. They knew it was bad. They set it up to be bad. So they can have an excuse to cancel it. And I don't fuck with that shit. Had Susan Lucha on the books. Who are talking about. Oh we're fine. You know you know, gossip. Gossip folks. Go- had her talking like Missy fucking Elliot. At that goddamn book tour. <laughs> and was lying to her. Honestly <laughs> truly. If Erica Kane got her ass up. And called the radio shows and called the morning shows. Good morning, fuck ABC. How was that? She would have every goddamn right. She would. I'm not even gonna lie on it. That was so awful. Now, oh, I go to hell mad about that, Nick. <laughs> if I was her, oh my god. Because how dare you have me go and tell these people? Everything's fine. Everything kosher. Lying on my good ass name. And you knew what you was fucking doing. That See? That's why y'all can't get no fucking hits no more. Y'all ain't got shit since fucking scandal. <laughs> you can't win by playing dirty, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number one. <laughs> Alright, well you chose to drag ABC for your number one. I'm choosing to drag Prospect Park for my number hold one. On, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Don't do shit to GH, though. It's no, no, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> fix it. Forever, bitch. <laughs> but I'm going to have respect. I'm going to be a man about it and have respect enough to respect that you do GH well. You, you can keep GH around, but it's fuck you forever. And that's on my mama, my grandma, my great grandma grave. And my number one is to Prospect Park. Um, mainly because we had Michael Easton as John McBain on General Hospital. And it, for me, worked. 
That was the character that worked. But then Prospect Park raised their hand and said, we want to reboot the show. We can't have their characters on other shows. So y'all need to leave and let us do our thing. Meanwhile, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So the show went nowhere. And we have since been forced to handle 700 characters from Michael Easton to stay employed. Each one being worse than the last. With, yeah. with red <laughs> with red flag Finn being the worst offender of it all. And none of this shit would have had to happen if Prospect Park would have A, known what the fuck they were doing when they rebooted a soap online, or two, kept their happy ass quiet and left the shit alone. And that is my number one. Because I will not forgive them for giving me Finn. Because he is fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Said it. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, mad. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, Susan Lucia on the damn main line, lying to people. <laughs> oh, these ABC soaps have been pure hell. Like, just really. <laughs> On, on my soul, every interview she do, she can start off. Well, first of all, fuck ABC. Listen, her, her book should have been called that. <laughs> first things first, fuck ABC. It's like when you get up at church and you say, first of all, give it on to God, who is the head of my life. <laughs> and fuck Kelly Ripple for edging us too, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> Watch your fucking show, then you bitch. Oh, if you didn't have no fucking show secure, you should have kept your fucking mouth closed. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking wench. Does does anybody have any honorable mentions Um, or dishonorable mentions? Is the case maybe? I do. Me Me too. Why and R? Well, Dylan touched on this, but Why and R destroying the Winters and Barbara family and um, Trash and Havon. Um, Days of Alive. Return that gift to Cinder. <laughs> Fuck Mal Young. And um, <laughs> day, <laughs> Days of Our Lives for Daniel Jonas existing. Um, oh, uh, yes. Holyoaks for wasting the Devereaux and Love Day Ooh, family. Oh, speak on it. You ugly bitches. I cannot stand what y'all did. They destroyed that family. And using their black to front episode to usher out the head of that family. I hate them. I hate them. I I can't watch this show again. I tried with Hunter, with Hunter's return. They brought him back to prop Owen. What is, not Owen, that's the actor's name. What's the boy's name? Oh, Romeo? Yeah. He ain't done shit since. Um, uh, what's it called? Also wasting Sammy Malik because you bitches ain't shit either. Ooh. Um, uh, Ooh. What else? Uh, East that Enders. Verity, shit. <laughs> oh, she was terrible. I was so happy when she died. I threw a party and the actress blocked me, but whatever. It wasn't your fault. Your, ter- <laughs> character, your character was terrible. Um, East Wait Enders. a minute. They said, okay, Streets was saying that she was that girl. They lied. Streets were lying. <laughs> um, East Enders trashing. Because I was like, let me go look into her and see 
And they were saying she was that girl, Nick. I don't know. They are liars. That's what I'll say. Um, EastEnders trashing Keegan and Louise for yeah, his terrible ass. Yo, for his terrible ass. Said I had a, a <laughs> I told you I, I had some honorable had mentions. The yard of hate. <laughs> Easton is trashing Keegan and Louise for his terrible ass brother Keanu. Um, I ain't gonna go into that. I go into that later. Eastenders wasting Isaac Baptiste. Um, Stevie Baswala was an amazing actor. Um, they did a decent job with the beginning of his um, schizophrenia story, but they didn't do anything after that. Um, and the last one is the most recent one. Emmerdale putting Nate Robinson with fine ass Naomi Walters, two black characters, and they don't do that often, and they ain't write shit for him. I am so angry. But then they put her with this homeless junkie, and now, oh, I hate, I hate these shows. They piss me off so much. But those are my honorable mentions. That was a long list. <laughs> I told you. That's why I was struggling. I came up with a list quick, but I was trying to figure out what was going to be on the list. That's a lot of hate on your heart, man. But she's now let go and it'll be better for it. <laughs> Thank you. I have one I can think of. And yes, it's days related. Yes, it's Elani related. But killing David Abraham off, what was the point? Like... They could have still had the baby and still become a parent. Like, let's be real. They killed David off to have a white baby born on the show. Well, don't you got to be real. They said it. (laughs) They they literally said, well, we couldn't have two people giving birth at the same time. Yes, you could. You just (laughs) didn't want to. Trash ass show. Anyway, that's oh my God. <laughs> it yeah. deserves that. Listen, Michael, I've had it with days <laughs> and the fandom, but I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Also, yeah. I'm gonna throw one in there for Jada Hunter because y'all treated her like crap, you ugly whores. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, while we, we're airing our grievances, one life to live, you will never see heaven for killing off Evangeline Williamson the way that you did. You ragged. I am all boy throwing oranges <laughs> at the balcony. You ragged <laughs> bitch. Oh, you I will have never enough. see heaven. You Ron Carlovati. Ron Carlovati must pay for his crimes. I'm sorry. Sure, we right? We need to put him on trial like Trump. This oh, is ridiculous. Okay. I have another one. Okay, it's not major, but it's major enough for me because it's a rare. Okay currents on tv shows on soaps but the only middle eastern character you have on the show on days you had him go crazy and kidnap a bitch that was that was bad after shah yes okay yeah i agree ron must pay for him for his crimes i don't care i'm just gonna go down my list because (laughs) i'm 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 absent-minded there's I have to go down so so. Um, Y and R for having Victor Newman tell Nikki that he wanted her in the box instead of Sabrina Constellation. Constellation, <laughs> sir. Oh yeah, that's rude. You don't have no super couple say that to each other. That's uh, messed fuck up. that bitch. <laughs> oh, I wanted Victor old ass to die right then and damn damn. <laughs> 
Um, what else on wine are for having Sharon and Ray get fucking married? Um, bold. Now I already mentioned this before, but it's one specific time that really vexed my soul. It's when Taylor came back that last fucking time and Brooke just basically threw the man at her. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm mad as hell. Um, Bill, not Bill, Bill, Brad Bell for just existing. <laughs> That's a grievance. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm not Bill. I'm sorry, Brad. We got to get somebody else. To, we got to get his ass the fuck out of there. Um, GH. I'm new to GH. I don't really have much of a Justice grievance. Justice for other Tony than... Jones. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Honestly, Justice for Allen, just... too. Oh, that was unnecessary. Justice for Allen, too, because just why is he dead now? Like, I mean, he's dead now, but there was so much <laughs> more know. story to tell. Yeah. We know what you meant. <laughs> like, why did you kill him in 2007 and not when he actually died in real life? He could have been on screen giving us entertainment for those last six years. So I think he died in 2013. I could be wrong, though. But it, it, it didn't make any sense to me. I didn't like that. Um, Another grievance that I have is the fact that y'all don't use Bobby. That pisses me off. If y'all not gonna have Luke and tell me that Luke is dead, why the fuck we ain't using Bobby? And where's Bobby's son? Oh, that's something I would like to know. Whichever, whichever form he, he? He, he decides to take, even if it's the five-second recast one. He wasn't even at the damn nurse's ball. Where is he? <laughs> I don't know where they said Lucas was the last time we saw him. It and wasn't Bobby even Ryan Carnes the last time we saw him. It was that, that it was that, that random no name who when I looked really fast, I thought was Matt Cohen. So I thought Griffin was back for a hot second, and then it was a <laughs> Lucas recast. Oh, also Stuart Damon passed in 2021. We had a, a lot of time. We had a long, long time. Um I, I think I caught all my GH grievances. Burning down the Tano. Except for the one that caused you, except for the one that caused you to stop watching for a month. Oh, oh, and not having Spencer and Trina bone in that damn art gallery. <laughs> There's still yeah. time. The the lack of sex for the past year or so is a grievance I am having. Because why the fuck was Sonny and fucking Nina acting like <laughs> dancing was fucking for a play a year after they fucked? Why? Um, days. <laughs> <sighs> Getting Nicole pregnant that second fucking time and then killing the baby a Ooh, second fucking time. Good choice. That good was choice. I forgot about that. Ass fuck. There was no need for it. There was no need to kill fucking James' baby. Why? For what reason? Why are we acting like it's the fucking sixties and parents have to be together to raise a fucking child? I, I think I covered everything. All right. I well, I only have I only have one grievance. And um if y'all have been listening to this podcast for a hot minute, you'll know what it is. 
Um, I know where this is going. <laughs> you know exactly where this is going. The existence of Marina Toscano will forever <laughs> piss me off and make me mad. Her um, Tylo is she got a chill running down her spine. We done dogged her out, so. <laughs> her entire existence irks my very soul, will forever irk my soul. There was absolutely nothing worthwhile that she did except die. I cannot stand Marina Toscano. I said the same thing about Taylor, so I can't even say nothing. We love you, Hunter Tylow. Peace and love and blessings. I promise we'll mean no harm. You just pick some shitty characters, bro. Anyone else? We're going to offend the soap community by the end of this one, folks. No, I don't think so, because most of these, everybody should know what they are because they know who we are, so they shouldn't be offended when they listen to this. Anybody else got any last minute honorable or dishonorable mentions before we wrap this up? One more thing for me. Ooh, Go ahead. Ooh, ooh. Fuck Ronald Carlevati. Yeah. But I, I have one more grievance. I'm taking it back. You're you're taking back a grievance or you have another grievance? No, I have another grievance, but I'm going back in time for this one. Okay. Okay, hey, so we're going to Pine Valley for this one. The fact that <laughs> you are a menace. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Menace. Y'all are terrible people. Um, yes, yes, we are. What's your grievance? Um, the fact that they said that Adam was the love of Brooke's life when Tad was right there. That pisses me off. Considering what Adam has done. Fuck Adam Chandler, by the way. I'll go on Forever and a day. That. I'll go on record saying that. Fuck him. <laughs> Adam, Chandler is ki- Adam Chandler is king of the ain't shit club. <laughs> also, um, I would like for daytime as a whole to start doing better by queer female characters. Yeah. Because... Y'all treat us like shit. I'm just gonna be honest. There, mm, mm. like, like Tessa and Mariah adopted a whole baby off screen. We ain't seen hide nor hair of Sharon's first grandchild. We just we we hear about it. Every <laughs> third Wait minute. a minute! Hold on, it's just clicking to me. Sharon's a grandmother. You can't tell. Wait, <laughs> do the baby have a name? I don't give me the line. I'm on Wikipedia and ain't no baby here. <laughs> <laughs> I so mean, act like it didn't happen. I, I don't know what they did. Listen, listen. I'm just, I am just saying. Uh, I, I would, just, I would just appreciate it if you know. Her name is Aria. <laughs> I just it's a girl. It. I thought it was a boy. Okay, it, see. Listen, I don't know. I just, I would just appreciate being able to come down out of the attic every once in a while. Like we're not Bobby Martin, y'all. I promise. Not Bobby. Hey, just it's bad. It's bad out here. It's bad out here. I just. Can we do better? I feel like we deserve better. Can we can we get a little bit better? Just a just a little something, just a smidge, just a taste, just a tiny bit. 
Maybe asking for too much. Well, I think that kind of wraps all that up. Is everyone good? I think that was very therapeutic for everybody. I have one more <laughs> grievance. Ah, shit, man. It's current because it's currently happening. General Hospital, you better get your shit together with this Esme Trina shit. Or quickly, I'm coming quickly. to California myself. Fix it because we know what happened. Own it and move on. Make her pay and move on. But this having her victims apologize for her or make excuses for her is pissing me off and it's ruining potentially great things. Stop playing in my face. She was racist. You you wrote it. You wrote it. Not us. You did. Own it. Right. You did that. Nobody okay. told you to do that. You okay, Lisa Rana? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I'm Garcelle. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, one last grievance, and I'm just going to keep it short. <laughs> Justice for Katie Logan. Um, But I think that was a nice little way to wrap the bow. Is everyone good? Everyone calm down? Yeah, everyone will side. Well, okay. fuck Ron Call of Buddy. Oh yeah, fuck Ron. Okay, y'all. Okay. Day. Hey, That's hey, how we I'm should go off the air. Now. Fuck Ron. Fuck Ron. I'm gonna chill him Ron. now. I think we kicked him enough. <laughs> no, we Good. did. We can kick him uh, some more. Oh. Can we kick him into a pink no, slip? Like, no, stop. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We're going to move forward from this podcast and we're going to grow because we've let it all out and punched the bag. Just because you grew doesn't mean we're all done. Period. I grew. As long as Ron is employed, I have not grown and I will not grow. (laughs) I am petty. Okay. So I I think this has been very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. We're going to move on from this and. Let, let's just go ahead and wrap this up because my goodness, uh, I feel so unsafe. <laughs> Down with Ron. Down with Ron. Ron. No justice, no peace. <laughs> Stop the tape, Mario. Oh, bye, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye. bye. I'm outdone. <laughs>